Uh, I think Trey Young prices are going up for his silver PSA tens just because there's been a lot of talk just in general about Trey Young, like through even just through Instagram. Uh, and Instagram's a small, small uh, fish compared to the entire, you know, public of sports cards. Um, I think it's just a lot of people understanding that if you can pay half for Trey Young, then Luka Doncic, you should. Um, so right now he's a little <laughs> bit over half now, half the price of uh, Luka. Um, there was a brief, Max Scherzer hasn't looked normal his last few starts. And for anyone that was wondering, he came back from injury <clears throat> in September through 29 innings. <laughs> Sorry. And had a 5.16 ERA. Gave up 26 hits in 29 innings. Uh, gave up six home runs. So it's not as, as much of a sure thing as uh, everyone thinks. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on there. I'll, I'll keep talking, though. Um, <clears throat> thoughts on Luca's signature, which which is the one to buy to avoid the possible fake? Uh, Aaron will answer that in two seconds. Um, that's actually a very good question. Or Aaron won't answer that in two seconds because he is gone. Uh, on that, I don't know. Uh, uh, Fantasy Football Counselor, I have no idea Aaron would be the guy to answer that for you. Uh, we'll see if he asks to join here at the bottom real soon. Um, <clears throat> this is not working very well, sorry. I'm trying to scroll through the comments, and it keeps uh, wanting me to put in a comment. Yeah, DK, I'm definitely ready for here to hit a bomb. Or actually, I'm ready for Brandon Woodruff to hit a bomb off of Scherzer because that's his thing he does. He just hits bombs off of, off of uh, uh, star pitchers. Clayton Kershaw last year, Max Scherzer this year. I can go for it. <clears throat> Thoughts on Knox or Herter? Uh, Kevin Knox last year was the worst player in the league by win shares, I think it was. This is information I saw like months ago, so I'm forgetting. But there was Kevin Knox was the worst in something, and I think it might have been win shares. He was like one of the worst players in the league. Um, so I'm going Kevin Herter here for, for the sake of just not being as bad as Kevin Knox. I know one stat doesn't paint a whole picture, <coughs> but it, Kevin Knox was unbelievably bad. So. Uh, double A graphs. No, you're wrong there. Nats, Nats are not going to win tonight. Plus, if you listen to our podcast, if Aaron told you guys what I had said, because I didn't get to, I wasn't on it because I was, I had a cold and could barely talk yesterday. Um, <clears throat> Brewers are going to sweep their way through the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate. Uh, Maddie Plum 13 is like six plus six Celsius where you're at. Where are you at? seems uh i'm very bad at converting celsius to fahrenheit in my head but that seems uh pretty cold uh scos big hits thoughts on jjj uh aaron and i love uh triple j um just the athleticism the three-point shooting the uh defensibility out of him all screams big things adding him to jaw should be very exciting i don't know how much they'll win 
Um, but we expect a big step up. He was, you know, playing decently well last year before injury and was out for a long time. <clears throat> so we're really excited about JJJ. And if you can stock up now before he starts playing, I would suggest that. Uh, Oh, yep, cover that. Yeah, so fantasy football counselor, we'll get to the Luca thing if Aaron gets back on. Um, otherwise, if Aaron doesn't get back on, just send him a, uh, a DM, and he will definitely uh, answer that for you. Jalen Brunson about to take over the league. I have, I have my doubts on that one. <clears throat> um... Aaron, come back. Yeah, I don't know. Herder, isn't that like buying Corver? Um, n not really. Let me grab Kevin Herder up here real quick. So Kevin Herder was is for starters. Can I get his uh, wingspan on here? <clears throat> I don't know. We like Kevin Herter much more. I'm not really going to get into it. I'd have to look way into more into it. But uh, Corver seems like just more of a shooter to me than uh, uh, fantasy football. Just do at Slabstocks, and uh, he'll answer it. Or I'll, I'll make sure to tell him to answer it right away after the uh, after the live. <clears throat> Should we buy first off the line impeccable football tomorrow? Um, so when we do our when we do our eBay links. Um, we I will send out impeccable, I will send out impeccable football cards from time to time, and they are always significantly, significantly uh, reduced in price compared to every other uh, company out there. You got Immaculate, you got Flawless, you got National Treasure, you got Prism, and those are all up here in varying degrees. And then impeccable is way down here. Um, at least in my experience, and we're getting Aaron on here pretty soon. Um, <clears throat> so I would say Aaron could probably answer this better than me, but I'd probably stay away from buying Impeccable. Hey, sorry, I just ran into my professor from last year, and we talked Brewers baseball all the time, so of course we did talk about the game tonight. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, hey. I was going uh, to talk, talk on Impeccable because I heard you starting to talk about it. Okay, yeah. Um, and first off, the line's releasing tomorrow, I think I heard. Um, I, I was reading a lot about it today, um, and a lot of people love it as one of the best designs, one of the best products to buy singles from because they're not as expensive as your NTRPAs, but they look awesome. What's up, fantasy football counselor? How's it going? So I guess, um, so I guess it's uh, like a, if you're collecting them yourself type of thing. Right, but but the thing is, is $500 a box for something that the resale market isn't great on. It's really tough. Like if it was like a $300 product, I'm sure that thing would sell out in like – you know, a couple minutes, but because of the buy, the buy-in <laughs> cost, um, people are avoiding it. Um, but I know that people are going to be on the secondary market to add cards to their collections because I agree they look awesome. Yeah. Um, they always they always have great looking cards from Impeccable. It's all canvas finish and stuff. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, because I was just I was just telling them how on the secondary markets that I look at every single day, uh, when we're going through the football cards, um, Impeccable is always significantly cheaper than. Every other right. RPA. And, and I should talk to that about basketball is that it is more desirable for basketball. The elegance RPAs for basketball sell for quite a bit, not as much as NT. Um, also, Immaculate still hasn't came out yet for 2018. 
so I can't speak to if impeccable uh, RPAs are. Is Immaculate even coming out for 2018? I don't even know. Um, but either way, they're, they're nice cards. They're just not. It's not a product that you should be opening for $500 yeah. or trying to resell to. <laughs> okay, Aaron. So uh, mm -hmm. your thoughts on. One second yeah, here. I can't see any of the questions, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I'm scrolling back up. I'm scrolling back. Thoughts on Luca's signature, which is the ones to buy and which ones to avoid? Yeah. So to avoid the possible fakes. Right. Um, obviously, like, no one will probably ever really know what's going on with that. Who knows if he just decided to switch up how he signed it. Um, the ones that have, like, the really thin U's, where it's, like, the normal Lupiel <laughs> and a, a U that's not very wide but really close together, I think that those look more similar to the ones that I see get signed on like 10 by 12s or what eight by 12s, whatever they are. Um, those are the ones that I would see being a, a better purchase. However, that doesn't include like your NT or your prism or your contenders. It's more like your, I saw some, I don't remember a card was signed that had it, but I can't remember, but basically anything that's super loopy I've heard has a higher chance to not actually be a signature. Uh, in general, I'd probably take whatever money you want to spend on a Luca autograph anyways and just buy some Prism or Select Court set or Optic Rookies. Um, seems like something that will <laughs> go up in price faster than other things. Really? Like look at the, I mean, look at the uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes non-auto Prisms. Right. I mean, your your base card is selling for $1,300 right now, PSA 10. Um, I'm not saying the autographs can't increase in price, and they definitely can if you have the right cards, the contenders for football and TRPAs for basketball. But best bet, if you want to make money the quickest, you have to buy Prism. And I used to be a really big advocate for spending money on lesser uh, demanded stuff like Optic and Select because it'd be a cheaper buy, and I thought that the scarcity would help out. But, like, right now where we stand in the market, how quick people react to the Prism and the good players, um, you have to buy Prism, really, if you're going to. Also, I I would say if you have the money to avoid base PSA 10s because there's a ton. And that's if you're buying long-term. I suppose if you're buying short-term, it doesn't really matter because you're going to flip it when you can. <laughs> but, like, there's so many Luca PSA 10 base. It's, like, over 4,500 already. It's only been, like, almost a year since they came out. Well, I, w I would go after Silvers, which are in higher production right now than years past. So they used to be worth a lot more comparatively per player. Um, but I would focus on the hobby numbered stuff. So your reds up 299. This is for 2018. Red out 299. Blue out 199. Blue eyes. Blue ice out of 99. Purple ice out 149. Orange out 49. Stuff like that. Yeah, he he just asked, so you just asked. Do you think Prism Red is a smarter buy than Prism Silver? I think Prism Red right now, for 20, 2018, is a better buy because there's like only 299 reds, but there's easily like Sheesh, I don't know, <laughs> 3,000 plus silvers of each player in 2018, which if you go and look back at, like, Giannis in 2013, the reds were short print, but the silvers were super short print, so silvers would be worth more. 2018, I'd go red um, over the silver. Even though silvers might have a quicker reaction time to increase in price, I think red the scarcity will win out if you're looking at the long term, like, you know, three to five years, hold the guy. Um, there's a question, thoughts on Mitchell Robinson upside for investment. You always have thoughts on a lot of these guys. I have a few thoughts that I'll add in at the end if you get Yeah. 
I think that he's obviously a great a great player and contributes a lot to the Knicks, especially with them not having a ton of great players right now. Um, just add R.J. Barrett. The only issue is that centers are very, very hard – or not very hard. They're very uncertain as to if they will go up in price or not compared to your, like, your your big man stretch player that can shoot and also dribble like Jaron Jackson who – well, you, more like Giannis as who I can point to. Your Ben Simmons who are like 6'10 plus but can also do other things other than just block shots, rebound, and dunk the ball. Um, but – yeah, so Mitchell Robinson, great player, a little bit uncertainty on the investment potential, even though that there's always potential if a player goes off in a certain week. Um, yeah. This is more. This is more talking to just. Uh, you know, you're looking at a year stretch. After that year, <laughs> would they be up based off of a season of production? Most likely not, or they could stay the same. I would also say he's in a unique situation in that he is the only true center on the team. Yeah, Mr. Robinson, but he has a billion power forwards. He has Bobby Portis. He has Julius Randle. He has Marcus Morris, um, Taj Gibson, Isaiah Hicks, a bunch of guys that are 6'9 plus that not specifically will – like the 6'9 guys aren't going to uh, milk his minutes. But, you know, Bobby Portis might shift over to the five. Julius Randle might shift over to the five, something like that, uh, cut into his minutes. But he is the only center, so it's a it's an interesting situation. I don't yeah, know what to think of it to have one center and like five power forwards. <laughs> it's it's a gamble, but also it's a low cost gamble. So I'd say if you if you want to try it, go for it. I wouldn't say no. He's he'll get playing time. Um, also, yes, go Brewers. Um, and also, I did just look at Immaculate Basketball; it's still coming out, but its release date is October 18th, which is obviously over a month after <laughs> Contenders basketball draft picks, and also it's two days after Prism college draft picks. And it's also three days before Hoops releases. So I don't know why they waited that long to put out a product for 2018, but it's running into like three products from 2019, which is kind of crazy. Also, shout out Panini for liking our, our graphs. It's been cool to see that. We all? They've been liking, been liking quite a few recently. Hey. Just show up into the live stream. <laughs> I don't know if they're here. No, I said they should. Oh, they should. Yeah. Hey, Spencer's Cards, how's it going? Yeah, Come that's it. Spencer's Cards is someone that's been DMing me under their personal profile for a while, but he just created a card profile, so I saw some follow yesterday. Nice. <coughs> Always good to have a separate the card profile and the personal profile. Makes sense. That, that way the people that aren't into cards aren't like, why are you spamming my Instagram with card pictures? Right. Or yeah. more like then you actually want to post card pictures. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I just looked at it actually here like five minutes ago. You're talking about this immaculate? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell him here in a second. Well, you should, if you turn this into a podcast, you should read out the question. Yes, maybe. So someone here, I will turn it into a podcast. Uh, he asked, how much does Immaculate Basketball pre-sell for on October 18th? And that's $580 per box for a five-box case. It's $2,875. <laughs> um, and if they're doing a FOTO for impeccable football, I'd expect them to do a first off the line for Immaculate Basketball like last year. 
Um, so that would that would be a much more flippable product than impeccable football. So if you're looking to spend like $500 on a first off the line release, wait for immaculate basketball um, versus impeccable football. You should only have to wait like a week for that to come out. I'm sure it'll be next week for that re release to come out. Then you'll receive the box a week after that. Uh, 2019 NBA Prism. <laughs> someone asked, when does that product come out? Um, I believe it's slotted for sometime in November. Um, there is no exact date that I see right now. Let me look at, I could probably look up a release calendar, full thing. But sometime mid-November, I think. How many times do you think Panini's going to have to re-release it? Uh, oh, the first off the line? Because of the uh, crashes on their website that's inevitably going to happen. Well, for the first <laughs> off the line, I'm sure they're going to have to, it's going to be like the contenders. They're probably going to have to do it a second day because it's going to crash. If you thought that, okay, we're talking about contenders college draft picks. That's not. <laughs> Nate's dying over here. It's not great. I do have a cop drop, though. I should be. That is not, that is not Prism NFL. Or, sorry, Prism NBA. So, I would, exp I would first off, go into. So, it's, it's. Oh, I'm looking at this. I don't know what the heck I'm looking at. It looks like that's going to come out in November 20-something. But if if you thought that you could get a box for contenders and didn't, do not go into trying to get um, prison basketball, expecting to get <laughs> something, because you will probably walk away with nothing. Is it going to be $750 again? How much were – how much – oh, no, that wasn't prison basketball. No, was that, you're, no you're thinking NT basketball. Oh, that's right. How much is the prison basketball box? So the first year they came out, they were like 120 bucks a box, first off the line. And I flipped them for like 300 each. I, flipped, I got nine of them the first year, oh which, is, which is two years ago. Um, last year, I f forgot about the release, <laughs> um, and I didn't buy any. And then I bought two after the market already came out, flipped those at the National for a little bit of profit. But those retail, I couldn't even tell you how much last year's retailed for because I didn't do it. Um, I'd expect them to come out for like 160 or something this year. They probably aren't going to keep it at 120 because they will sell out. They would sell out at like 250 for sure. Yeah. How much do you think the resale market's going to be? It's going to, like, if if off of the contenders release, those were selling for like 450 I could definitely see Prism NBA basketball selling for $650 per box. I mean, the Zion Shimmer, there's probably going to be like five shimmers this year. So last year, <laughs> the very first year that Prism came out, 2017 first off the line Prism basketball, was Mitchell, Dominic Mitchell and Jason Tatum's year. They came out with one shimmer per box. It was a red shimmer numbered out of eight, I want to say, eight or seven. The second year that they came out, which was last year, they released three shimmer colors, light blue, blue, and red, which were all numbered out of seven. So that means that they tripled production. And it also depends on the base set, how many cards they added or take, took out. But they about tripled the production. This year, I bet you that they have like <coughs> six shimmers and they double the production again. Yeah. So, but it'll still sell out and it'll still sell very well. So I'm not saying not to buy it. I'm just saying that there's going to be a crap ton of prism cards out there this year. Um, more people are asking the date mid-November. Um, I don't have an exact date. Probably around the twentieth. All right, go ahead, Nate. Sorry. Oh, I just uh, I I forgot. 
Also, Madtown cards super pumped for the game tonight, happening in an hour and a half. <clears throat> hour and a half, big time. Um, I'm really worried about Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, but we'll be hey, okay. Hey, just gonna go with it. Yeah. Uh, if you, you had two thousand dollars right now, you'd obviously suggest basketball, right? If it depends on how long you're looking for, but like just based off of cost and where, everything, and where everything's at. I'd say basketball, if you're willing to wait two months, I'd say then look at baseball prospects um, or some basketball players. But, like, if I was going to spend $2,000 today on basketball, I'd probably probably split it four ways between Jaron Jackson Jr., Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, and Trey Young. I think that's what i do. Yeah, it's tough when the new rookies aren't out. Yeah, because, and, like, there's no buyable cards for the new rookies, so you have to, if I were to spend today, I'd have to buy them for 2018, 2017. Yeah. Uh, that's where i go, though. I think Mitchell is the guy I'd like to key in on. Yeah. With with, with uh, Kindly there now. Mm-hmm. He's up on him to just do his thing off ball. Yeah, and if and if I were betting based on risk reward and where I felt most confident, I'd probably spend a thousand dollars on Jaron Jackson, spend five hundred dollars between Trey Young and Jason Tatum, and then another five hundred on Donovan Mitchell. That's what I do. Yeah, are, like are you talking lucky thirteens, uh, Mad Town? I think I guess it's what night. It's Tuesday night. Ooh, Aaron, we got a. Non-quarterback football question here. What do you got? Harris's family. What about Travis Kelsey rookie card? I feel like that those are very rare because I feel like he just didn't have that many. What about Jason Kelsey rookie card? <laughs> right, defender. Um, it was, oh, yeah, he had that 2013 contenders auto. He's probably the best card out of the entire 2013 class. Considering Le'Veon Bell hasn't done much in the last two years. Um, his contenders autos they do not sell often. Oh wait, I see what I'm doing here. I mean, he's a beast. I'm just actually very curious because these don't pop up, or questions about non-quarterbacks don't pop up all the time. It's like a hundred bucks for a contenders Kelsey auto. Well, fifty to hundred, depending on what you buy. Hey, let's uh let's calm down over there, Madtown Cards. Nobody can choke that hard. He's talking about the Cubs. <laughs> what was it, nine straight losses to eliminate themselves? So bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, I think around like 350 to 400. Nate, you want to talk to oh. Big Baller Cards about getting into baseball prospects? Oh, yeah. Well, one second. I'm going to cover Jeter 4822 uh, on Christian Robinson. Uh, we do like Christian Robinson um, from a standpoint of he has insane, insane pop. Uh, as an 18-year-old, that should grow into more pop. Um, <clears throat> got a pretty good eye to play, too, but the strikeouts are a huge concern. And last year, the the uh, contact, you can strike out and still be good at contact. You just sell out for power. Um but his his contact was pretty bad last year, more so than <clears throat> just being uh, selling out all the time. 
So there might need to be a mechanical change there, but uh, still like him. There's obviously insane talent there, uh, a guy that we really appreciate, but his base autos are his base Bowman Chrome autos are rare, um, short printed, or damaged in transit or whatever, and so uh, <clears throat> uh, there you're going to be pe- spending a pretty penny on him. Yeah, to just play off of that about his cards, so his base is not short printed. He just doesn't have any color autos, which makes his entire autograph short print. It's just a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, big baller cards for being clueless in baseball prospects. <clears throat> I don't really have an easy explanation. I guess ask ask a lot of questions. You can uh, DM me at SlabstocksNate if you have uh, prospect questions. Um, for me, it was just years literal years of since I was I'm 20 almost gonna be 25 I've been reading fan graphs and stuff like that since I was like a freshman in high school 10 years worth of reading uh fan graphs and baseball America and MLB trade rumors and uh all the prospect lists minor league ball used to have prospect lists and stuff like that beyond the box score um just years of looking at all of these websites and gaining information, and then along the way, gaining information on um, the, the environments they're going to be playing in. Like if a Dominican uh, kid is playing in the Midwest League for the first time and he starts out slow, it's because he's never played in cold weather in his life. Um, if a Giants player looks like he has a ton of power, but then all of a sudden you realize that the Giants <clears throat> just had their first season of uh, 320 home run hitters, since like 2004, uh, AT&T Field destroys, or AT&T Park destroys power. So if you're looking at a guy like Elliot Ramos um, that has average power, don't expect him to be a huge power hitter once he gets to the majors and stuff like that. And so it just, it takes a long time. If you just start and just read as much as you can, you'll get a hang of it. And then just ask questions and we'll always be there to help. Let me say this. Um... As someone that got introduced to prospecting through Nate, um, wasn't something that I ever really took a bunch of interest in as I was more interested in football and basketball. Um, growing up with MLB, um, not as much prospecting. You really need to commit to it. It's not something you can passively do because you will not want the cards that you buy. Um, there, I went through phases when I was younger of I buy prospects and I just sell them because I didn't want them and I buy some ba- basketball rookies or something make sure if you want to do and want to spend money out there you're committed committed research and also committed tracking uh box scores and stuff because you're gonna need uh, need to make sure that you do that otherwise you're just gonna get screwed eventually between some purchase you make oh uh ejc 1983 also brings up a good point twitter twitter's a good follow uh ejc i did purposely leave out mlb pipeline just because i generally dislike their <clears throat> scouting grades slash rankings. I know a lot of people use them for the baseline of their investment. I just really dislike them. But since everyone else does it, you might as well use MLB Pipeline for your investments because that's what most people do. That also, thank you, Cardboard Commission. I did just trim it down. It was slightly longer. Um, so it could have been it could have been way worse. Wait, I have a point really quick about oh, yeah about pipeline and fan graphs. 
this is like one or two cases that I can speak to, so don't take this as it will happen every single time. But if you look at pipeline rankings, compare them to Fangraphs' rankings, find which ones have the biggest discrepancies. You could do well if you buy the biggest gaps because, like, Gavin Lux was ranked 25 preseason for Fangraphs but was ranked 80-something preseason for Pipeline. So everyone looks at Pipeline, so no one is really buying Gavin Lux because he's in the bottom half of the 50. If you look at Fangraphs, he's in the top 25. <laughs> you buy Gavin Lux, now he's the number two Pipeline player. Fangraphs also had Dustin May really high, I, too. That was going to be my second point. I was oh. say, D- Dustin May was in the top 20, and then he was, like, 75 or something for MLB Pipeline. However, Fangraphs really dings people for DHing or becoming a DH in the future. So Jordan Alvarez was ranked like 100 and something preseason for Fangraphs. Um, so that's one area that it missed on. Uh, Pipeline had them at 40 something, but that's just because Fangraphs values the overall baseball player more. I should, I guess, I should say. But granted, obviously yeah. Alvarez is amazing. Uh, and you can tell because Fangraphs will have like a Brian Hayes or a Christian Pache ranked much higher in their list. Than, um, <clears throat> than MLB Pipeline did at the beginning of the year because they appreciate all parts of the game instead of offensive-minded. But then you'll have the things like Jordan Alvarez that you miss out on because he was just, he, you know, he has no defensive value at all. Yeah, but if you if you dumped 500 bucks between Gavin Lux and Dustin May before the season, you'd be sitting very well. That's true. <laughs> very well. Um, yeah, triple, uh, triple C sports cards. I just, right before getting on here, I just saw that they hired Matt, Matt Brody, Matt Brody. I can't remember. Kyle Brody, Kyle Brody, Kyle Brody, um, <clears throat> from, uh, driveline to work for them. He's still going to be working for driveline, like leading it, but he's going to be only working with the Reds and no other major league pitchers or minor league pitchers that aren't on the Reds. Um, add this to the fact that they grabbed the Brewers uh, pitching coach last year, Dustin John or Dustin Johnson. Uh, uh, I can't think of his first name. Derek, Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson. Dustin Johnson's the golfer. Uh, add that to grabbing Derek Johnson, who turned their terrible pitching staff into a really good pitching staff, and the Reds look they're on, like they're on their way to becoming the Cardinals great pitching every year yeah which is kind of scary to see because you can put if you get great pitching year in and year out on that team uh you can put together a decent offense pretty easily because that park is so small yeah so also um sorry you can jump in for those two fan graphs questions but i just want to say this before i forget um so someone asked is keston hero hold and then I commented in the chat, I said Keston's 1,000% a hold and buy, um, but he's a sell if you're making profit at any point, reinvest in the offseason then. I want to make an extreme point here. Um, that last season, I bought a Christian Yelich Bowman Chrome Orange Refractor autograph um, in May for $300, and I sold it after his, in October, I think, just like right after he had the huge end of the regular season for $1,300. Of course, that card's worth more now. But the point is, I bought it for 300 sold it for $1,000 more. Three months later, four months later in February, I buy a base autograph for $80. I buy some rookies. I buy some Brewers cards. I buy <coughs> another Bowman Chrome autograph. And that base uh-huh. that I bought for $80 in, in the offseason after I sold my orange. So I reinvested some of it. 
Uh, bought for 80, graded it, got a PSA 1010 sold for 1100 after this season. Sold the refractor, I bought for 150 for 450. Uh, sold some rookies along the way, I bought for 250 for like 850, um, 150 to 350 here and there. I basically made like $3,000, $4,000 in Christian Yelich over the course of three different buying and selling periods. So that's why if someone asks a player a hold and I say yes, except for if you're making profit, that's what I mean. You can buy and sell continuously over a career, even though that guy might be a long-term hold if we were to just, you know, hold them for all that time. Um, but I recommend, you know, working your profit <laughs> when you can, because it's always good to take it. Like I was doing at Yelich. Like basically if I held that one Yelich, I bought for, uh, for 3,000 or 300, probably wouldn't be able to sell it, would have been able to sell it for 7,500 at the peak um, this during the season. However, I sold it for $300, but then along the way, I made another 4000 through the other stuff I bought and sold, which I probably would not have bought if it would have held that card. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you got to take the – but, like, that's an extreme situation. Like, you're rarely are you going to buy a card for $300 that then gets sold for 7000 So I yeah. did what I would normally do and made $4,000 along the way. Yeah, and, you know, you – you hold the car too long, don't sell for seven thousand. Then Christian Yelich breaks his kneecap. Yeah, so. and then it's like a four thousand dollar card right now. Yeah. Um, what are our favorite prospect ranking tools? Personally, I really enjoy Fangraphs. Um, I just I think they're really knowledgeable, uh, uh, and they do a really good job of giving you a ton of information, like an absolutely insane amount of information. <clears throat> After that. Um, there's various sites that no longer really do stuff. Um, minor league ball would do it, but now you have to pay for the athletic. Uh, Christopher Crawford used to release some prospect eval things, but I don't think he did it this past year <clears throat> because it takes endless amounts of time. Um, you know, MLB Pipeline is fine if you just want, like, a baseline knowledge without really diving too deep into the guys. I would suggest maybe using MLB Pipeline for a baseline and then finding other locations, Baseball America, Baseball Perspectives, Fangraphs, to dive deeper into those. Places. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, pipeline is definitely the most user-friendly. Like, you can pop on there. You can read quick summaries, look at quick grades and see the pictures of the players and stuff like that but if you want to learn more about in depth about the players you have to go to fan graphs or one of those other places where you can see more advanced stats and what they're actually doing or where they're playing in leagues and stuff like that it'll help a lot especially because like uh fan graphs is hard to it's hard to navigate you have to go over to the leaders tab and then go down to prospects and click on the board um, <clears throat> just to get to their top 100 stuff, whereas Emily Pipeline is just right there. Of course. Um, that's what? I was just going to say Pipeline has a lot more funding, most likely to have a nice website versus Fangraphs, which is yeah, that's true. That's just true. a database. Uh, and then has Fangraphs released the recent rankings? I believe they did release one at the end of the year um, or shortly before the end of the year as their last update before off-season updates. Um, so, I mean, they have Joe Adele third, Edley Rushman fourth, Gavin Lux fifth. I assume that's updated. Nate, so you, you want to give your, uh, thoughts on Tatis because I know we, we talked about on the podcast like a week ago. Uh, are we talking one second, EJC, 1983. Uh, 
really talking Fangraphs prospects on Twitter. No, we're just talking. Well, follow fan, go to the Fangraphs website, but anything you can follow anybody on Twitter that might have any information about prospects at all, <clears throat> including you know beat writers and stuff. Why? How about this? How about I say you should go to slapstocks.com. You should go to baseball articles, which is very easy to find. And then you should scroll down a little bit until you see Twitter, the number one research method for prospect investing. You click the article, and Nate listed out, um, I think, around 30 Twitter accounts that you should follow. 30. Um, that will help yep. you in your research. So if you go to the article, um, it will help a ton. If you DM me after this and say, hey, send me the link. Send me the link. <laughs> Nice. Uh, okay, so what was that? Uh, <laughs> Big Ball of Cards is actually going through with his uh, naming random Chrome autos. <laughs> From what I can tell, they're, they're poop, so. Unless Nate has other thoughts that I'm not aware of. No, 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 I don't. Uh, even even my brother, even Sam was like, he's like, hey, Nate, I, I saw your thing about 2019 Bowman Chrome, so I checked out the checklist myself. He's like, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Sam went and looked at that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you, um, is Sam there? No, he's at a meeting. Also, talk about Tatis. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on Tatis hold and buy? We talked yeah, about that the other day. Definitely, we covered that in what, a podcast? Last week. It was our 2018 yeah. and 2019 uh, Ricky class comparisons and stuff. Okay. I don't know if anybody could hear you because you're kind of like loading on my screen, so you yeah, might yeah. only be able to hear me. Um, but yeah, we talked about. Too. <clears throat> oh, well, we're good now. Okay, um, so yeah, we talked about Tatis last week in a podcast, and we love him. Um, the stuff you just saw out of Tatis this year in his brief moment, he was on pace for a forty thirty season as a twenty year old shortstop um, in a big ballpark in a division with big ballparks. Uh, ton of speed, really insane defense. Had multiple uh, times where he'd go second to home on like a pop-up type of thing. <clears throat> the stuff he put did last year, or this this year, well, last year now, now that the season's done, um, is unheard of out of a shortstop like that. It's only going to keep going up. I would not be shocked if he wins an MVP in five years at all. Um, I would not be shocked if he carries the Padres to the postseason in the next, like, two years. So Tatis is definitely a buy for me. I would 100% buy. Seems like he could be on a Ronald Lacuna trajectory. It's unfortunate he got injured because he would have probably won Rookie of the Year, which would have been really nice. Um, so maybe he can't quite get on that Ronald Lacuna trajectory just yet, but – I wouldn't be shocked if they were like a thousand dollar cards by next year. If he plays the way he should be able to play. Yes. Also, one quick comment: Baseball America is good. I really enjoy them. Sometimes, though, they will have local beat writers, like Tom Argicourt for the Brewers, do their um, top thirty prospect lists in the off season, which I don't love. Um, I know Tom Argicourt gets a lot of input from. Um, a lot of their prospect scouts and stuff, but it's still kind of an iffy thing when Tom Hardicourt has no 
real experience in scouting or prospect knowledge when he has to cover the Brewers every single day. I thought that same thing, which is kind of interesting <clears throat> because, like, you would feel like for it being a paid website that they would have <clears throat> people set up versus, you know, Archicord, who is a full-time B writer for a team versus a full-time scout. Yeah. But so. it is what it is. So, but but by and large, Baseball America is very good. Yeah, very they, cr- they create good stuff. And a lot of their prospect uh, lists are done by, like, guys like J.J. Cooper, who is very good at what he does. Just some of the lists, like the Brewers every year, is done by Tom Hardcore. That's my only complaint. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on Jonathan Ornelas? Uh I don't. I like that he, he said uh, John, uh, Ruben and Dordor could have been an MVP candidate two years ago. You know, a lot of teams will think a lot of their own players are superstar candidates. I was just reading something the other day, and I can't remember if it was about football or about baseball, but it was a team that was saying that their own guy was going to be a star that flamed out in, like, two years. Um, <clears throat> so you'll always see guys thinking their own players are going to be stars, which is why I try to avoid suggesting, for the most part, people buy into like brewers because that's my favorite team. So I don't want to be like, Hey, buy into, I mean, we love Kesson Hira, but I don't want to be like, Hey, buy into Kesson Hira or Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns or Bryce Brang, because I think my vision might be a little uh, colored as to how good they are. Yeah. But it also screws Nate over sometimes with Christian Yelich and Kesson here. So. But then it doesn't screw me over when you're talking Orlando Arcia and Corbin yeah. Burns. So it's well, a good thing I've only talked about Christian Yelich and uh, Kesson here. <laughs> um, twenty-four-seven drafts. Tatis uh, or Wander Franco, who's better in five years? Obviously, Wander Franco has been amazing for his age uh, up until this point. Absolutely incredible. But what Tatis just showed last year, there's no way I can uh, bet against Tatis. Um, uh, Aaron is gone. Aaron is back. Am I here? Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to start walking home as we talked here and I can do that. Oh, nice. Hey, this is good for you. Thoughts on Killian Mbappe. Ooh. Mbappe. <laughs> Who asked that? Uh, four life basketball cards. Oh, Nice. Also, your TikToks are sweet. I see you have like 15K plus likes, which is dope. But uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, I know he's like semi-injured right now, which is more of like a real-time thing because I know a lot of people don't follow soccer uh, closely, so he has been playing in games. However, he's 20 years old, and he's already won a World Cup, and he's been a uh, FIFA front 11, like the best 11 players in the world for that year. Twice now at 20. He won a Balloon d'Or or whatever that thing is. Um, and uh, he's probably going to be the best player in the world once Messi and uh, Messi and Ronaldo retire, except also Jaho Felix and uh, Jan Sancho might be. So I would buy Mbappe. If you are looking to buy soccer cards, also disclaimer, I own a ton of Mbappe, which is why I don't post about soccer stuff, but yeah, so I'll mention it really quick. But I own a lot of Mbappe. So just know that I could be very biased and just me liking him, but there's a lot of people like him. Any soccer fan really likes him, so. Um, Texas Graph got a message. Y'all upset? Was that? Was that mean? I don't know. What I, mean. Um, <clears throat> I don't know either. 
But uh, these guys think Montrezl Harrell has room for growth. I brought some gold standard jersey autos at five dollars each. Uh, Montrezl Harrell, for those of you who don't know, was amazing last year. Uh, 16.6 a game, uh, 16.6 points per game. He had 6.5 rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block per game, uh, while also having like a almost 24 per. And he has a seven four wingspan, six eight seven four wingspan. Um, <clears throat> obviously, not your typical center size, but pretty, uh, pretty well, interesting. I'll say interesting. He was very nice last year. Yeah, he's, he's a, a he's for centers, but multiple positions. <clears throat> That's where I lived freshman year. Nice. Um. Someone asked uh, 2018 Prism from Mbappe. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out three cards just because I don't want to be biased towards one, but three of them that if you want to buy, you can look at is first off, his most expensive base card is his 2016 Panini Foot uh, European card, which is actually a sticker, and it's a duel between him and one other dude. But those sell pretty well. It's like 60 for an ungraded, but like even at 8.5 is worth like $100 plus dollars. Um, cause there's stickers and they get damaged easily and people in Europe really don't grade them. So it basically when they get graded, they get bought, sent over to America and then graded. Um, and then also the Panini world cup to, or prism world cup 2018 is probably the most desirable, like card that is produced in America slash distributed to America. So that'd be the one there or 2017 champions league, uh, tops Chrome, but that's in the PSG Jersey or kit. I should say. So that one is not worth as much as the World Cup, but it's still a decent card. There we go. Well, with that, we only have a few minutes left. Maybe we'll... Uh, yeah, we can log out here. And this a little early. Uh, everyone, thanks for all your questions. Um, another good Instagram yeah. live. Uh, I just got to input here really quick. Yeah. I'm just going to say, if you guys ever want to listen back to these, like you guys are watching, maybe miss something, obviously within the first 24 hours you can rewatch them on Instagram, but it's hard to skip to a certain part with Instagram's live techniques. So they do get posted as podcasts the day of um, on our podcast channel through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can even go to podbean.com or our website to listen to them. So they all get posted. There we go. Follow us on uh, Spotify. Then you always know when it's up, right? Gives exactly. you that message. Exactly. Perfect. Um, with that, we got one hour and seven minutes until the Brewers' biggest baseball game of the season. Oh, yeah. Very pumped about that. Uh, hopefully a uh, big win coming up. Hope so. so. All right. All right. See you, everybody. See you, guys.